Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about ports. If you listen to our other podcasts, you'll have heard a little bit already about the network hardware, like routers and modems that you'll be using in your law firm to connect to the internet, to connect to other devices in your practice. Uh, And ports are an important part of that, uh, that you may not, well, you'll never see for sure, but you may not really know is something you need to be thinking about. And every computer has a port, and we're not talking about the little holes on the back of the the CPU. Right. It's not USBs. It's not mice. Uh, The the way I like to think about ports is that it's part of your operating system. uh, So whether it's the operating system on your phone, on your computer, on your router, each one of those has software that handles these things called ports. And if you think about ports as like a, a big uh, sieve that you would have used at, at the beach where it's got lots and lots of little holes in it, that's exactly what happens with ports is that uh, each device you have has a ton of these little holes that are, are available for applications to communicate through. Uh, and the easiest way to, de- to describe this is probably talking about the web. When you go and access a website, you go to lsuc.on.ca and listen to our great podcasts or you go to cnn.com, uh, you're actually going to a website computer that is listening on port 8080. And that is the standard port for every website. So if you go to a website.com, whatever, uh, it will be on port 80. And your computer can be set up or your phone can be set up to listen on port 80 as well if you wanted to run a web server off your phone. Uh, but there are many, many, many other ports that are also available to be used and in some cases are turned on by default uh, depending on how you've configured your phone or your And that's one of the things we're getting at today is uh, it's a good idea to know which of these ports are open uh, and actively listening uh, for a signal from somewhere on the Internet. Yes. There's a great website if you can use it. And this is probably best tried from home, uh, depending on where you're uh, working. It it might work or it might not. But it's called um, PortsUp, grc.net, grc.net. And it will do what's called a port scan. And port scans are actually happening all the time to your computer, to uh, your firm's uh, firewall, to your firm's routers, um, by hackers and other people who have automated these these scans because they're looking to see which ports are open. So one of the good things you can do is to figure that out yourself. And so do a scan, and it should tell you which of these ports you have open. It might tell you uh, you've got port 21 open, which is used for file transfers. Uh, You might have port 25 open, uh, which is for sending email using the SMTP protocol. You may have port 80 open. You may have a a port open on uh, Windows computers uh, because you're using Windows file sharing. And and, uh, it'll be, uh, it's not RDP, uh, but it's in the hundreds, I believe. So you you may start to see that there are actually a, a bunch of different ports that these port scans find. And it might be a good idea either on a home network um, or a business network to close a few of these ports, for instance, uh, if there's a port open for uh, SMTP or, some, or POP3 or one of those ports, and you don't want email going back and forth uh, when you're not there, for instance. Um, and we talked in another podcast about setting up different times of day to allow certain types of traffic. Is this something you could uh, gear through your firmware so that your ports were only open at certain times of day? You can do that, uh, and I think really the most important takeaway with ports is you shouldn't have any ports open that you don't, you aren't actually using for something. 
Uh, and we often see this when we, uh, in the library, we deal with law firms uh, and they have closed down all port access in and out of their network other than port 80. And so sometimes they'll go to the library catalog and the library catalog flips them over to a different port because although it's a web server, it's listening on a port other than port 80, which is a normal one. And so we'll get a, a, a comment from a lawyer. Oh, I, you know, I can't reach your catalog because my firewall is blocking it. Um, and what that means is that that firm has really locked it down so that they know everything that's going on uh, and they're only allowing standard web traffic. And so if you have non-standard web traffic, even let alone emails and files being trying to transfer through, uh, they've, they've turned off all of those. So um, if you've got, if you find that you've got ports open or if you just start from scratch and go into your router or uh, look at your computer uh, and see that some of the, these things are turned on, you can just turn them off uh, until you need them. Uh, and so it means it doesn't mean that you can't use email or have an email server or, or a file server. You just need to uh, turn off the ports unless you know what's going on. And this is not the easiest thing to do for the average person. I mean, you have to do a little bit of reading on the internet first before you turn off something that, you know, shuts off all your email and you can't send anything out or, or back. Uh, you can't access the Internet to figure out how to fix your problem uh, after you've closed these ports. I mean, you, it, it's a good idea to have a notepad and, and be ready to undo what, you, what you're trying to do. The good news is that although there, there are thousands of ports that are available, you really only need to worry about four or five. And unless you are running an email server uh, or a web server from inside your home or inside your office, uh, you won't even need to worry about those uh, because really the only one you're going to need is web access. Uh, and then you may need to open up access so that you can send and receive emails. Um, but many of the email applications like Outlook, um, which talks to Microsoft Exchange or uh, Thunderbird, which might talk to your uh, POP3 or your, your IMAP email, um, th they can be configured to go through uh, the standard ports that are open on a, a, uh, on a router or that are available on your computer. And we talked about some enterprise software right out of the box uh, might give access to a number of ports uh, on through your operating system that you wouldn't normally want to have open. Yeah, that's tricky because if you're a, a solo or a small firm lawyer and you haven't hired a, techno a technology person to help you get started and you've you know, bought a new computer that's running a uh, Windows server or something else, there's a good chance that it's actually uh, it's being configured by default to be easy for you to set up, which means that it's also easy for other people to access. So the, the tricky thing can be that you may have already secured your router, which is your connection to the Internet. Um, but you then need to secure each of the computers that connects to it as well. And so you, that server could have ports that are open. Your Windows desktop or your Windows laptop could have ports that are open. Uh, and that's where, you know, talk of using firewalls and things to be double protection can, can help. But the, really the first step is to just turn off anything you're not really planning to use. If your new computer comes with a web server, that's great. It's kind of cool. But if you're not going to use it, you know, Disable it, uh, block the port so that people can't access your web server without you knowing it. And this might be a good time to mention uh, we've done a podcast about tech audits. Um, maybe it's a good time to do a tech audit each time you add a piece of hardware or software uh, to your network. That's an excellent suggestion. And I would even say when you're using apps and other uh, adding additional uh, applications to your devices, phones, tablets, whatever, um, it's amazing uh, what an app will will want to access for you or the services that it will set up without you even realizing it. Uh, and I was joking earlier about goat evolution. 
but I have a firewall on my phone and, and uh, my kids use Goat Evolution. And uh, it actually tried to get past the firewall. And I wouldn't have known that had I not known um, A to block whatever it was trying to do. Um, so I think, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good thing to do that periodic tech audit to say, you know what, you've brought new hardware into the uh, firm. Uh, what is it actually doing beyond the basics of, of what you intended it to do? And I, and I think that's another important thing is, is you know, we've talked about having uh, policies for your firm uh, in regard to the use of hardware and software within a firm. And, and I think that's another takeaway is uh, to make sure you have a policy and enforce a policy in regard to what people are allowed to plug into their uh, devices in the office. Uh, you know, can they bring a USB from home and plug it into the, the network? Uh, because often that can be a, a transmission route for other things. And this isn't high-tech stuff. Uh, you can Google ports, and it may not be uh, immediately understandable what it means, but you can easily get into a routine and set up a process within your firm, you know, put it in your calendar for every year for the next 20 years, you know, as long as you're going to practice whatever, you can do it right today and set up that appointment so that on an annual basis, you go back and look at all the devices and all the things that you've done. You may not have added very much or changed very much over a year, uh, but you can at least go through and say, okay, what has changed? And is, is am I doing anything differently today uh, from what I was doing a year ago? And, and how, it, how will that impact uh, my network in particular? And I think ports in particular on your network uh, are they're open holes until you close them. Uh, and we're getting better at seeing the hardware and the software that comes into law firms uh, starting out with all those holes, holes closed and ha- having to open them up. Um, but if you uh, aren't aware of, of which holes are open, you can really uh, make your uh, law firm a- exposed to anybody who's looking around uh, from the Internet. Right. So it's a good idea to sort of examine things. And, and as we said, with each piece of hardware or software, just get a look at you know what you're now allowing that you may not have allowed in the network before. Right. That's our look at ports. Thanks very much, David. Thanks, Phil.